Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Welcome back, buddies. Long time no seek. It's time for another episode of Everybody's Favorite Show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. And joining me today is a very, very special buddy. She's done a lot of great work right here in the Erie community. My buddy, Ruth Thompson. How are you doing today? Hi, good, good. That was, a, that was a great intro and a great intro song. So thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah, you. It was like locally it. made. So Nice. Yeah, very cute. <laughs> so Ruth, our great organization is the Anna Shelter. Could you give our buddies who aren't familiar with this a uh, little bit of background information, a little bit of history? Yeah. For sure. So I started the shelter back in 2004. Um, so sometimes it feels like that was 100 years ago and other times it feels like it was just a couple years ago. So um, just a huge animal lover, very passionate about animals. I'm a businesswoman at heart. Um, so it was wonderful to um, been successful in the business world that I was able to open this venture um, and just really satisfy that passion that I have for animals. Um, we take in we handle right now about 8,000 animals a year, um, mainly wow. dogs. Yeah, mainly dogs and cats. Um, but we do have like right now we have a chinchilla. We've got a couple rabbits some guinea pigs, so small mm -hmm. mammals. Um, we did open a farm rescue. It's been nine years since we've had the farm rescue. Um, that is mainly horses. But right now we do have goats and sheep and um, some pigs in the farm rescue. So you're fine. So I don't have an office. Uh, the shelter <laughs> is small, uh, to say the least. Um so in square footage. So my office is part of the main shelter office. I kind of have, I joke all the time that I'm going to get like one of those um, emergency room curtains and just like, like close myself yeah. off. But I don't. Pay no attention to the person behind the curtain. But yeah. You know, like, yeah, there's nobody back here. Just, you know, people come in like, is that Ruth? I'm like, no, no. But if I, yeah. anyway, I get a lot of work done at home. So, um, yeah. so you may see random people coming through the office. That's but totally fine. Yeah. We're That's not open totally to the public fun. yet. We open at noon. So you'll see just some Ooh. staff members coming through. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is what we do. And um, it's getting to a point now where like, what don't we do is more of a question. So. Nice. And you said how many animals in the beginning that you've you got that you get per year? So we handle about 8,000 animals a year. Um, and that's just every year the number grows um, because, again, we're getting more and more into doing things that um, I never thought we would do. We're getting involved in a lot more large scale rescue, um, mm -hmm. assisting the state police all over the state of Pennsylvania. I've been trying to keep it like right here in Pennsylvania because I think um, if I allowed it, we'd be everywhere. And I, I don't want to kill myself or the staff uh, trying to stretch us too thin. So um, we do a lot and, and some large scale rescues. In one week, we took in 88 dogs from three different rescues. Um, wow. We just recently, October 8th, we took in 232 animals um, on the same day, all from the same facility. So um, it's a lot, but it, it's one of those things when I started the shelter, I just reminded myself like, one animal at a time like don't get overwhelmed like just concentrate on that one animal that's in front of you and uh, it's worked 
Mm -hmm. And that was my next question. It seems like you've seen an uptick of these large animal rescues from, you know, my time working at the news. It seemed like there was one like at least every other month or something like that. What are your thoughts on this? What are your you, you know, I think, I think I agree with you. I mean, the last couple of months, not just for my shelter, but other shelters here in, in our area, um, and, and I see it across the country, I'm very involved with um, other rescues and other rescue groups. And it just seems like across the country, we're seeing more of these large scale uh, seizures. On one hand, it's good because I feel like our state police and um, other, besides us, the humane police officers that work for, for example, us and other um, shelters, the state police and the other authorities are taking animal cruelty and animal abuse a lot more serious. So we're seeing a lot more, um, you know, one state trooper said to me, like, had you guys not come along to help us take these 33 dogs, we wouldn't have been able to do anything because we had nowhere to take them. So I feel like in that sense, it's a good thing. But I think our our society is frightening. I think the way we treat each other is very scary. Um, you know, you look at the mass shootings and things that are going on and how we treat humans. So it scares me on how we treat animals as well. Um, I think a lot of times we see it as mental health issues. A lot of the hoarding cases that we're involved in are mental health issues. Um, but then there's that the whole economy thing. And if somebody can sell an exotic breed or a dog that's exotic in color um, and make a couple thousand dollars, well, now they want to sell them all the time and now they're getting too many dogs and dogs that aren't being taken care of so i think it's just uh it's it's twofold in in a good thing that it's being addressed and brought to the public's attention a bad thing because it you know we're at the end of that pipeline and and we're trying to sink or swim Mm -hmm. and what are your thoughts like when you arrive on the scene and you just see like these animals piled up against each other or just like what are your initial thoughts and all that yeah i have a, I have a staff member behind me and she's like making like gagging marks because it's hard i mean and i think i try to be very cognizant of the emotional toll um that it takes on my staff um i have i i really like i'm a kind of grace of god kind of girl and i mm-hmm. i really pray every time before i go on scene on something like that one for myself, one for the animals, and one for my staff members, because it is hard. And when you have animals that are terrified and they can't talk and, and we're trying to get them out of a bad situation and they're scared and they're trying to bite us or they're trying to hide from us or run from us. And um, it's just exhausting. And, and you see so many things that you shouldn't see. I, some of my young staff members, you know, I, I just I feel like you know, my heart breaks for them because here at 20 years old, they're, you know, helping me dig through a pile of dead dogs that somebody's about to light yeah. on fire, you know, stuff that they shouldn't have to see. But, um, but I try really hard to be aware of that with the compassion fatigue and, um, and keeping the environment here as drama free as possible. Um, right now on the desk behind me, there's like some candy bars. I see a pumpkin roll. I feed them really well because, you know, I want to keep them as happy as I can. Um, so it, it is, it's really difficult and we have a system here where if you feel too stressed out, you know, you can definitely tap out. There's enough of us that someone else can step in and help. Um, because yeah, it, it does get hard. It definitely, definitely would. But with that brings me to my next question. Like, how would you, to prevent something like this happening, to prevent, prevent someone from adopting just, you know, like buying 30 dogs at the mall or something like that, and then creating a situation like this, how do you match 
the perfect dog to the perfect human. Like, tell us about your adoption process. Yeah. So, I mean, and I have some people that will get mad at me. Like, we don't do a blanket application. You might be approved for one dog, but not another. Because, again, mm-hmm. we're trying to match it up so that it's a lifelong fit. So, um, I, for example, and we just talked about it, like, I am a couch potato. Like, I am. I don't exercise. I don't consider myself lazy, but I'm certainly not athletic. So, for me to take home a high-energy dog or a dog that requires a lot of mental, physical stimulation would not be a fit. So, people will come in and, and for example, husk. Everybody loves them. They've got blue eyes and they're pretty and they're silver and they're white and they're, you know, but unless you know that breed and know what you're getting into, you're going to have a very frustrated, unhappy dog who's going to now start damaging your home or escaping from your home, trying to find the stimulation that that breed needs versus a couch potato dog, which is something that I need in my life because I am very inactive when I get home. So I try really hard or, you know, if you have cats and we have a dog with high prey drive that you just have to have, well, I'm not going to do that to your cats at home. That's not fair. Um, or for example, somebody wants a dog that particularly doesn't like children and yet they have grandchildren that come over. So we try really hard to make it not just a match, but a fit, you know, because retention is so important to me. Like I want these animals to leave our facility and go home once and for all. Mm-hmm. And what do you think, what are the statistics for the amount of animals that are adopted per year? So we are very fortunate. We are at an 84%, uh, it's called a live return rate in this industry. So animals that come to my shelter that actually go back home, um, either to their original owners or to a new home. So uh, we are at what's called a no-kill shelter and we're open admission. So we don't turn an animal away Um And when I say we're no kill, what I mean by that is we will not euthanize an animal for a space issue. We work with all kinds of behavior issues. We have five veterinarians on staff. So we work with all kinds of medical issues. We have diagnostic tools. We have a pharmacy here. So if we can help the animal, we will rehome it. Um, Very rare occasions, we will euthanize, however, for a behavior issue. We recently euthanized a dog that um, attacked a three-year-old child. And this little girl is now missing an ear and an eye. Mm. Um, We worked a lot with the dog. um, But the dog... And I use the example because it's a tough decision for us to make to euthanize an animal. But we talked a lot with my vets about how um, people are born with chemical imbalances and somebody like a Ted Bundy or a Jeffrey Dahmer, like, you know, they don't, you know, families are shocked. Oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. Like, it's just there are the same thing in the animal kingdom. So um, I don't I, I, I believe in a fate worse than death. I've seen animals tortured Um, you know, so if that decision has to be made again, it's one that's made, uh, with a lot of thought and a lot of consideration, but, um, Mm -hmm. I also just want Joe public to be safe as well. Yeah. So what would you say? You said like 84% Mm -hmm. adopted. How about a touching story? Like how many families have you seen come back and give you the success story that. Oh my gosh. All the time. that All this dog is like their their new angel. This dog yeah. is their new best friend. I had a lady just come in yesterday and she said, you know, I didn't rescue this dog. She rescued me. Her husband had passed away. She wasn't going to get a pet. Her family kind of was like, you need something. And um, she came in and this dog and her like a match made in heaven. So thank God. I mean, that's the stuff that keeps me going. I mean, we have a page on our Facebook called Happy Tales. Um, and then I encourage people to send us, I, I think everybody in the city of Erie mm-hmm. has my cell phone number. So we encourage them to, you know, send me pictures and send me updates. And, and then I share them. We have a group thread here for the shelter staff. So I share it with them. I want to say daily. I mean, I'm sending them like, oh, hey, remember this dog? And Somebody's afraid to come in. Mm-hmm. Let them, let them know they can come in. 
Um, so, uh, you know, so it, it works out really well as far as, you know, keeping the morale up of the staff and, um, you know, being able to share the success stories with them. Brilliant. Now, what if you find like a stray, for example, what happens when you find a stray? What's the process like to make sure that probably why somebody's buzzing the door right now. So we are here eight in the morning until eight at night for stray dogs. So cats are not considered stray ever. Um, in the state of Pennsylvania, cats are considered free roaming. So my cat has the right to walk around and go wherever he or she wants. And, you know, if you don't want it on your property, I, you know, people don't like that. But so there really are no stray cats. So stray dogs, dogs, though, are there are leash laws for dogs. Dogs have to be contained by their owners. So stray dogs from eight in the morning till eight at night, 365 days a year are open intake. You just ring the buzzer. Hey, I found this dog. We take it in. We take them in from the state police. We take them in from all the other municipalities. We take them in from the city police. So that's an all day. In fact, last night at midnight, we have a staff member on call. And last night at midnight, one of our staff members assisted the state police with a dog running on Interstate 90. Um, so they were able to safely contain the dog. We brought it down here. And already this morning, the owner's been here to pick it up. So um, that's my main mission is stray animals, animals without guardians, um, the neglected animals, the abused animals. So we're here to take those in all the time. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm glad to hear that. And what is like what's the timeline say the owner's still looking for them but like gets a dog from like um western new york so they yeah. necessarily didn't check and a shelter first right yeah and, and that happens because we're right by the new york state line peak and peak yeah. a lot of uh stray dogs that wander in from ripley and then bring them here so the state law here in pennsylvania says we have to hold a stray dog without identification on for 48 hours we do a five-day hold so mm -hmm. if the animal um we try to give the people the extra couple days uh to you know find us but at the same time, if your pet's missing, you should be looking. So yes, exactly. um, if, you call, if you call your veterinarian's office, if you call your local municipality, they're going to say like, hey, check the Anna shelter. Um, the state police in Ohio and New York State always reference people down here. They refer them to check uh, for strays. So I figure if in four to five days you're not out there looking, resources like Erie Animal Network, um, you know, and the law does put that onus back onto the, the owner to find your pet. You know, it's not up to us to go looking for you. It's for you to come look for your pet. So if you don't have ID on the dog, no microchip or cat, um, then after five, four to five days, um, we're going to put it up for adoption. We are very high volume, like we talked about. So I can't hold your dog here for two weeks while you decide to come and look for it. You got to be out there actively looking um, or have identification on the pet. Awesome. And when you do get a stray, no one claims it. How do you rename it? I'm always yeah, interested yeah. how you came up with That's the naming funny. process. Yeah. And I was doing it uh, by the letter of the alphabet. Like I would say, okay, everybody that comes in today, letter A, then tomorrow B, start over again. But then I have a staff that just does their own thing. So they, uh, I give them the freedom to name the animals. I mean, within reason, there have been a couple of times. I had one of the girls was naming them all after breakfast foods one day. So it's kind of like, what are you doing? But yeah. I mean, they have fun with it. Um, and then most people, I would say, I don't know, probably 50% of the time, uh, the new owners will change the dog or cat's name. Um, but yeah, the girls come up with, uh, girls and guys come up with some pretty, uh, pretty fun things. We used to theme it like, okay, let's, let's do like movie stars or let's do rock stars or let's do movies or cars or whatever. But mm -hmm. it's, you know, well, I'm just looking at the board now of all the random names over there. So I, you know, who knows? I don't know how they do it. That'd be a fun team meeting just to come up with names. Like, it is. Yeah. They have some books. Names. 
they've got yeah. some books over there on names and uh I, like sometimes i'll notice it'll be theme or people named like a human's name and then all of a sudden it'll be like i see over here now they've got a lot of like uh, cartoon characters i know one just recently they named a bunch of them after candy bars so who knows you know that's awesome and you're also involved with our local media for example you have jetpack from yeah. jet 24 yeah. what does that mean to you having that's those that's a huge amount of exposure. Um, social media for us is huge, um, but we are on TV three times a week and on the radio twice a week. So that is a lot. I mean, that's that's a great ticket for these animals to highlight one in particular and get it out and get it to a new audience. Um, so many people recognize um, the jet pet and they'll say like, oh, I, you know, and then they want to own the jet pet, which is kind of cool for me. Um, but we, we are very thankful for the amount of exposure that we get. Um, both on social media and local media. Awesome. And now with the holidays coming up, are you guys in need of, don't, I know you're always in need of donations, but is there anything in particular that you are seeing um, an excessive need of? Uh, blankets, especially with the weather getting cold. I like everybody to have a couple extra blankets to snuggle up in. But I do ask people, like, don't give me the brand new ones. Like, if you're replacing your blankets at home, give us the older ones. Um, sometimes I hate when like, you know, I see people bring in brand new blankets and I'm like, eh, you know, somebody's going to pee and poop on that by the end of the day. So, um, we have a nice cooperative with the city mission. If I do get a lot of brand new ones, I'll switch them out for older ones that they have because the dogs don't care if they're stained or, um, you know, a little bit more frayed. So definitely blankets. If you're replacing or towels, you're replacing your bath towels, give us the old ones. Um, we always need, uh, cleaning supplies, um, bleach and laundry soap. Um, we do a lot of clumping cat litter, a lot of garbage bags. So basic cleaning supplies, kind of like what you do for your pet at home. Now magnify it by, um, we have 127 dogs right now in our care. And then um, just over, just over a hundred cats. We've been doing, cat adoptions have been fantastic lately. So we've been adopting out a lot of cats. Awesome. And where can our buddies go to learn more about the Anna Shelter? Facebook. Uh, we keep that very active. So you can check out our Facebook page. Um, we do have an active website. Um, we're on every social media platform, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, any of those places just to kind of keep up and have fun with us. We love visitors. We're open every day of the week for visitors, except for Sundays. We're here every day, eight in the morning until eight at night. The public can come into the building starting at noon. Mondays till seven, the rest of the week till five. Saturdays, our hours are a little abbreviated, just noon to four. Um, so we love company. We love people to come in and visit, hang out with the animals, chit chat with us. So um, we we are a community-based shelter and we want people to feel welcome when they come here um, and the animals love it. So Awesome. And where's your location just for our buddies to... Yeah, we're downtown, uh, close to downtown Erie. It's 1555 East 10th Street. So it's between Payne and Downing on East 10th, kind of an industrial little area, um, but just 15 blocks east of State, which is the main thoroughfare here in downtown Erie. Uh, very easy to find us. And uh, like I said, we love visitors. So Awesome. And speaking of loving visitors, do you also accept visitors like, say, kids or even like yeah, people so just come down and just play with the animals for Absolutely. the day. Yeah, like volunteers. That. In fact, as we were sitting here, a couple of volunteers that have, they're like they've been with me for twenty years. I've, I've been kind of trickling in, um, but I do make you work. So if you're coming to just hang out, don't consider yourself a volunteer, which is okay. But volunteers are on my yeah. insurance, so if you're just coming to visit and browse, that's super cool. But um, but if you actually want to come in and help us, uh, limited animal handling because I don't want you to get hurt. 
Um, yeah. But I mean, I have little kids that come and read to the cats. I mean, we have all kinds of different things uh-huh. that you can do to just keep you involved and have a good time with us. Mm-hmm. I want to send my fiance down, but I'm deathly afraid that I'm going to come home one day and she's going to say, meet Zazzles? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I got something. She already we found one on her booklet, apparently. We so. can keep her pet tubes tied while she's here. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. She already found a German Shepherd, I think. That's, Is it uh, Luna? Yep, Luna. Yeah, Luna's awesome. She needs to come in. Send her in. I'd love to come in. Like, or do you allow people to come in and just spend time with animals? Or yep. Oh That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have a we have a, some play yards. Um, the more we get to know you and feel like you know we can trust. Like I said, I feel like these are my animals until I can trust you to take one home or take one out to play with it. So the mm-hmm. more we get to know you, um, and get to hang out with you, the more you can do here to help us out. But the animals love the visitors and that's something that we don't have a ton of time for. So Luna loves to play ball. So if you want to go out in the backyard and play ball with her, she would love it. Awesome. Do you also work with like local animal trainers, for example, like we if do. someone. Yeah, we I have know... a couple. Nice. Because my fiance actually works for Lake Erie Canine. Oh, Mike Amon? Yep. I know Mike really well. Mike and Cray. Um, Cray runs the groom shop and the doggy daycare. Mm-hmm. And then Mike does the training and he's fantastic. He's probably one of my favorite trainers in the area as far as he and I have a lot of the same ideas when we work with dogs. Um, I call on him a lot for uh, behavior modification or advice on dogs that uh, I can't get a read on that maybe he can. So mm-hmm. Mike's a good friend of the shelter. I didn't know awesome. he yeah, yeah. Cool. he actually is a great friend of ours, too, because uh, oh, he was nice. a, he's a BuddyCast alumni. <laughs> Very cool. And, um, we have a dog. He's a mixed breed. He's like a mix of, we think, Beagle Whippet. Okay. And, you know, the first few months, you're getting used to everything. You're still trying to correct this, trying to do that. So we called him over because we live right down the road from him. Okay. And he did fantastic, so much so that my fiance asked, are you hiring by chance? He's That's like, awesome. He's like, I am looking for an apprentice. Yeah. So. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, yeah, she should definitely come and hang out with us then. Yeah, I love Mike. I think he's, like I said, one of the one of the better trainers in our area for sure. Awesome. Now, buddy, I have two questions left to make this an official buddy cast. Okay. The first one is brought to us by my buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity, who wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Uh, just, you know, being there to listen and to um, be a support to somebody that needs it, uh, you know, just kind of offer, you know, a piece of yourself to them if they need it. Awesome. And the final question I have is what's called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. What is your advice to anybody who wants to do what you're doing and help animals that are in need? Oh boy, that's a loaded question. Um, I would say run. No, um, I don't know that, that I would. Yeah, I don't know that I would. Had I known how hard this was going to be and how encompassing it was going to be, you know, it, it's a lot. And I think I've allowed it to get this big, which is just, you know, I'm kind of like a go big, go home kind of girl. The older I get, the, the more I'm slowing down. But, um, but I will say, I mean, it it, it is exhausting uh, financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, um, because every animal has a human attached. So if you don't like people, 
don't do this industry. I, I have so many people will come in for a job interview and say, I love animals, but I don't like people. Well, you know what? You're going to work with 31 of us humans to help these thousands of animals. Um, you're going to work with law enforcement. You're going to work with adopters, donors. Um, so if you can't deal with people, you don't want to get into animal rescue either. So that's a definitely a good balance. But you know, if you keep it, keep focused and, and stay, I'm a very positive person. Um, so if you can keep those things in mind, um, the more animals other people are helping, the less I have to help. So I'm, I'm all about that. Awesome. And the final question I actually have for you, this is a runoff question on that one. What about anyone out there who's looking for their forever friend, their they're perfect yeah. animal. This not just this holiday season, but just recently. Ever, yeah. I mean, any of the shelters. We have so many. When I started my shelter, there was only one other shelter in in Erie. Um, so there are so many now. So many good ones that have popped up. Um, so visit any of us. I mean, any of us need to get an animal out and need a kennel emptied. So you know, visit the shelters. I'm not against a good breeder. Obviously, you know, mall dogs and things like that. There's a lot of stigma that goes with that. But um, you know help an animal out and and realize it's a it's a dedication it is a family member it is going to be uh you know need all your resources time energy money patience all those things are, are going to go into play but yeah if you're ready to open up your heart and home visit us or any of the great shelters in erie love it well buddy thank you so much for being on buddy cast you know that. you're welcome back anytime if you have hey. anything to promote to talk about this is great so and well, I'm gonna hit you up for helping me figure this stuff out. So one sounds day. good. Yeah, sounds and you good. can your wife can come and play with Luna, and then I will keep you to help me figure this thing out. I love okay. it. We'll do it. We'll all right, do woman. It. Thank you. We'll do it. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. Okay. But for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy Ruth Thompson. Please check out the Anna Shelter. Please help them in any way you can, whether it's sending them a donation, monetary, or items. Whether it's coming to play with the dog who needs it or whether it's finding your forever friend, please help them. And Ruth, I have one favor to ask you before we end today's interview. Okay. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year, please go be someone's buddy. Amen. I'm on it. Sounds good. We'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. And don't forget, vote BuddyCast. We'll see you later. Well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats Don't be lying, go make it, buddy Here on Buddy Cats